let's just throw some pumpkin in. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're brewing this big batch of weed ale, and they're like, you know what? This needs some pumpkin. Shabam! <laughs> yeah, they're just like, they're like, Steve just dropped three pumpkins into the vat, and they're like, <laughs> oh shit! And we're like, no, just leave it. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to another episode of Are You Ready for Another? The ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. I'm Michael Moyer, and I'm Kevin Murphy. All right. It feels like it's been forever, Kevin, but to the listeners, it's only been one week. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. That is true. But yeah, uh, I, I, it's when when you get out of the habit of doing this every week, um, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing how like how long it does feel like the last time we talked to one another. And yeah. it, it's only been a week. Like we haven't yeah. talked to well, I guess technically two, but yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, but we have a good reason why we haven't talked it's because i was gone um on this mysterious trip that i alluded (laughs) to a couple episodes back um so we did uh two recordings two weeks ago that way our our dedicated listeners would not go a week without (laughs) without hearing our voices yes the nine dedicated listeners we have right now are like (laughs) you better not miss every friday afternoon right (laughs) right all right what are you kicking off uh this week with so my first beer this evening is fat heads brewing and it's the spooky tooth imperial pumpkin ale uh nine percent abv and on the side of it it says the pumpkin brew with a bite so let me take another drink and let me see if if that's true. I I would agree. It does. It has uh, the finish of it has a, a pretty strong bite to it. So, but again, I'm liking. Uh, you know, this is my third like pumpkiny type beer. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm liking that. It, it, they don't they don't overdo it with the pumpkin flavor. It it's just very subtle, which I think I like. Mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah, so this week I um, am already over my calories for the day. So what's a few hundred more calories, right? right. <laughs> yeah. And then you multiply that by years and days and then right, you, you right. gain 20 pounds. But anyways, um, I'm drinking the Goose Island. And I I could have sworn I'd had this before, but I don't think I have. Okay. It's the Goose Island Next Coast IPA. Have you had this? I believe I have had that, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. We have not had it on the show yet. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it is, its little tagline is Tropical Juicy Hops. Okay. Um, the description, which is kind of funny, <laughs> it's 7%, but totally crushable. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's not quite, it's not quite like any other IPA you've, you've had. And I would agree. Like, you try this, and I'm like... I, I know Goose Island's all corporate now because they got right. bought by Ambev uh-huh. and blah 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 all this stuff. Uh-huh. But man, yeah. I, I this is a good IPA, and uh-huh. I wouldn't call this like a hazy IPA like we've had. Okay. It, it is. I think them saying it's not quite like any other IPA you've had. I I would agree. It it's an IPA, but at the same time, it's got some of the like citrus flavors and stuff. Okay, and. I don't know. Maybe it's because I haven't drank in two weeks, but I'm I'm really digging this right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder. I wonder when they they call it a juicy IPA. I wonder if they're alluding to like it has like that citrusy type of flavor. Do you, do you yeah, think that's where they're going with that? I it, I'm sure everybody's different, but I'm looking at their yeah. hops, and they have lots of hops in this. They have nugget. 
06277, <laughs> which I love. Uh, Citra. So that's probably where they're getting the juicy from is the Citra hops. Okay. Mosaic right. and Eureka hops. So it has huh. five different hop f- varieties in here. Jeez. Um, but I... I'm kind of digging Goose Island site. They have a flavor profile, and it's gentle uh-huh. bitterness, lightly sweet, slightly sweet linger, and gently bitter linger. <laughs> so these are these like legitimate like things you would call something. Oh, it's a gently bitter linger. What's the bitter right. linger? Oh, it's it's a strong bitter linger, or uh-huh. you know. <laughs> but I, I I'm digging it. But again, I haven't drank in uh, two weeks, so or actually two and a half weeks. So wow, um, maybe that's what I'm. That's what I'm feeling right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it tastes so good on the lips. <laughs> yeah. the I've, I've lost nine pounds in two weeks. Oh, and, nice. Congrats. Yeah. And watch that all gain it all back in these next <laughs> three days. Because our, our, our friends, um, Mark and Tess, are, are visiting this weekend. Okay. Um, from D.C. And gotcha. There'll be lots of eating and <laughs> yeah. probably lots of drinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's a given. Mm-hmm. There will be lots of drinking. <laughs> uh, so my uh, TV stand uh, showed up, the one that I talked about, I don't know, a month or so ago. Okay. Um, so and just to give everybody a recap, I uh, we had this TV stand forever. It had glass doors. You know, it, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing against it. I, I still have it. I still like it and stuff. Right. But with my daughter and us trying to, quote unquote, baby proof the floor that she's going to be growing up in. I uh-huh. didn't want these glass doors cause they were just being held by like rubber mallets on the back. Um, and so I was like, well, maybe I could take out the glass and replace it with something, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the main problem is I have a AV receiver, you know, that runs all essentially everything is plugged into it. Um, right. You know, it goes to the TV, but it, it has, it runs all the speakers. Uh-huh. It, the Xbox is plugged into it. The PlayStation, the Blu-ray player, the Apple TV, the Nintendo. So all all these things are going to it, right? So that's one device. And then I have all these other devices. And not all of them can be just awoken by Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. You need like an IR, you know, remote and stuff. Uh-huh. So I couldn't just block, get rid of the windows and block because then I wouldn't be able to turn stuff on and stuff. So Yeah, yeah. Long story short, went down a huge rabbit hole of trying to find the right TV slash credenza that fit my style. Um, couldn't find anything and decided why have somebody or why settle when I could just have something custom built to my specifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I reached out to John Hurst. He's a furniture builder in Seattle. He did my um, tabletop desk that I'm working on right now. And so I'd worked with him before, and I just kind of reached out to him and was like, hey, just wondering, you know, I no longer live in Seattle, but <laughs> would, would, would this be something you'd be interested in? And he was like, yes. And so it was kind of a fun project going back and forth and anything. Well, right. one of the big questions for him and for me was, okay, well, how how is this going to be shipped to me? Because normally when you get furniture from any place, they, they break it down, right? And then you have to build it. You know, yeah. like, oh, yeah. you got to put it together. and they, they, But because right. that's not really his style, um, it was going to have to be shipped as a single piece. And so this thing is 74 inches long by 25 or 26 inches tall. Okay. You know, um, 22 inches deep. And uh-huh. so that's a big box, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> so, well, how much, how much do you think it weighs? Oh, um easily 
200 pounds, I'd say. <laughs> Jesus. Um, All right. So 200 pound <laughs> credenza has to come. Mm-hmm. Across the country, Got yeah, it. yeah, it's it's a it's a big job because, uh, and I'll share a, a photo in the in the show notes. But like, um, we have this coffee table that we bought out there on an island called Bainbridge Island, and it's just it, you know you've seen it, but for, for the listeners, it's um, uh, there. This guy was using reclaimed wood, and there was this marsh that they were like cleaning out, and there was all these just like kind of petrified trees that were there and stuff. And, yeah, but there's also yeah. a lot of like just wood that was salvageable and um you know it was covered in mud and stuff but he just dried it for like a year in his kiln and stuff and so he had this huge piece and he made a uh, a coffee table out of underneath as he had like iron legs and so it's kind of like this guy's style of having these like iron base so that's also stupid heavy too but anyways when when i was talking about this tv stand with with john hurst i was like well here's kind of like our current setup and 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 kevin knows what it it looks like but we have this kind of like weird wraparoundish couch you know as the center point and stuff yeah and he was like oh those are really cool um i don't know what he calls it bait that's a really cool base can you take more photos of that and i sent him the photo of this the, the iron base and he's like well what if i incorporated that and then so he actually made a little mini like iron base that mimics our coffee table and stuff. Oh, okay so, so it, it, even though they're separate pieces and they they look different they kind of still feel like it's one of those things where um they don't match but they kind of do match just because they have a similar like thought process behind them like they have a live edge you uh-huh. know in this and have the right thing. but anyway so he ships it he finds a ship uh, uh, and, and john was was interested in doing this because he's like i want to branch out outside of seattle right he he's like it's great that i can hand deliver all my pieces right now but uh-huh. it'd be great if i could ship to ohio you know like right uh, you know so it was a learning experience for him and me, and, and just because I do a lot of uh, freight shipping for for work for some of our projects, I knew a crate would be pretty expensive. Like yeah, four hundred, five hundred dollars easily. Okay, um, for like a gi- a, a giant wood crate. That's a gi- what I found that. Yeah, yeah, a giant like imagine the scene in uh, Christmas Story where it says fragile, uh, oh, yeah. he says fragile, and yeah, he thinks yeah. it's like a bowling alley he's like well maybe it's a deed to a bo- whatever that's like what showed up into our house was this <laughs> like look like a um um a coffin you know like for right right so um i get a call from the shipping company so i think what happens is and i'm probably wrong on this but th- but they they partner it's not just like oh it's not ups delivers it right it's it's a freight shipping company so they they take it somewhere it gets dropped okay. off and then that right. company puts it on a truck that then gets hand delivered right okay um well so this guy calls me and he's like hey i'm gonna be there in about half an hour i was like oh sweet um they show up it's two younger guys uh probably college age i would say okay and i'm like all right sweet can you just guys bring it in uh to our front uh just foyer area here and they both look at each other like um (laughs) like like they were confused like that they were gonna have to put it anywhere and i was just oh. like and i was like maybe they were thinking it was being delivered to like a furniture store or something that had like right. actual like a shipping dock or you know because so so again kevin knows this but my my front door there's not like an easy flat like you know walkway right there's uh-huh. a hill and there's some steps it's all gravel you know everything and then the side is all grass and i'm like well maybe you guys can like just br- pull the truck up and back it up and they're like yeah that's not gonna work so so they're they don't have 
like furniture straps or anything like that you know like you could carry a um a refrigerator with or anything big you know they have mm. none of that stuff all they have is the um, i don't know what the real term is it's it's not a forklift but it's kind of like a manual forklift you know you just yeah, yeah. push it in and it's got the two uh, legs that go underneath so they're getting this out of the truck and it's one of those things where like you're watching people do something that it's obvious that they don't do it much okay and, and you want to just be like what are you doing and stuff and i was like you know what i'm not gonna step in right um, as they're getting it out they didn't balance it right, and so this huge crate, like, cracks on one corner. Oh, man. And I immediately pull out my camera, and I'm like, I got to take photos of this, because if this thing's damaged, it's not like I can ship it back to Seattle to get yeah. fixed. Right, And, and right. we planned on that. We got insurance. Well, he got insurance on it, and if something did happen to it, he found a woodworker. Um, I think the guy he found was out of uh, Zanesville. That was like he he knows through somebody. Okay. And so I would have to like get it to him somehow. Um, and so I'm immediately like pissed off because th- this huge like it was just like and I was like, what the hell? Um, anyways, I immediately like I'm like, OK, well, let's get it inside. And they're like, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to get it inside. And I'm like, all right, well, can you help me move it over to at least the f- f- kind of walkway? And yeah. the guy, like, really, like, annoyingly helped me get it over there. So this heavy-ass thing we're, like, picking up and stuff. Um, I'm like, I'm just going to open it out here. Like, but I don't want to take it inside if it got damaged. So I take it. I, and because they damaged the crate, like, it was pretty much screwed everywhere. So I could unscrew it, and it would have just been a nice box, you know. To, if yeah. I but because it was damaged, like, the screws got screwed up and everything and stuff. So I just had to get a crowbar and rip it apart and stuff. But okay. anyways... The piece was fine. Um, they packaged it amazingly, and I, so I think it was so expensive, right? Is because it was, like, perfectly made for this TV stand, right? Like, there okay. was an inch and a half styrofoam around the piece on the uh-huh. inside. Yeah. Like, two like the perfect dimensions that wrapped around this thing. Like, they didn't just buy a giant crate and then put, like packaging peanuts in it you know like (laughs) so they definitely like packed it perfectly um it was definitely way too expensive to ship though so like talking with john later and stuff it was like yeah you can do this going forward but you'll probably need to come up with a better method that even though this was perfect like and it protected it and everything and even even though it broke because the people were stupid getting it off the truck i it was almost over engineered um for shipping you know which is probably good i mean you know you, you want to be air on the side of caution with that like <laughs> you know you're shipping this very expensive yeah. custom thing across the country and so yeah uh, long story short um it's in the house now it works perfectly the slats that i wanted on the front suck in the air it blows out the back the xbox one x like heats up like a st- stove on the back sometimes but now it's got plenty of air so it's just it's it's awesome and i rarely hear the fans come on for it anymore and yeah so it it does exactly what it wanted to uh the i have a center channel speaker that i wanted to make it fit perfectly inside the middle part and it 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 was accurate or at least i gave them the accurate dimensions of what i wanted so Mm -hmm. um success uh very 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 expensive success but yeah (laughs) You know what? When I look at it, when um, I uh, 
turn on my Xbox, I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> but you know what's cool about that is it has a it, it it's it's a one off. Yeah, has a great story. You know, it's not like you're getting rid of it like no, ever. No, like yeah. you know, it's like it it that that's what I think is is really cool. Yeah, and and one thing I asked John uh, Hurst to do, I was like, hey, can you just write up like a little paragraph about you know what your thought process was for these things because what he calls it is he he has what he calls a waterfall edge i'm not, i'm sure other people call it that but it's like he took a single piece of like 90 inch wood and then that becomes the corner you know that that form so it looks like it's a seamless piece going 90 degrees and stuff um like he does that with a lot of his things and stuff right but i, but right. I wanted him to write about that like oh the top is this fur um the inside is this African mahogany, you know, you know, just all the stuff. And that way I can affix kind of like what we've talked about. I want to fix that just like on the very bottom of it and say, you know, this was produced by John Hurst in Seattle, Washington on this date. And then 50 years from now, when my daughter inherits it and she could take it to new to you for all I care at that point. Yeah. But, you, but, you know, like at least there will be some indication that if somebody it was like, oh, this is unique and stuff. But, right, you know, so, yeah, it, it'll be pretty cool. Um, so he's he's going to write that and send it to me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of money. And I'm going to be spending a lot more money come Friday because new iPhones are coming out. Yeah. <laughs> and did you read anything about them or so I know I know I know enough about them. Like I know yeah. there's the pro version, there's yeah. the the normal version. The pro version has an extra camera, yeah. Which I I just don't like that triple camera look <laughs> on the back of the iPhone. I just I don't know. It looks just really weird to me. And yeah. then it was fun. I saw uh, someone on Reddit put uh, uh, it. They they like. Uh, move the image and then put like photoshopped like a like a pot um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, so it, it looked it looked like it was like burners of a stove or yeah. something you know yeah so <laughs> well one thing but, to yeah. keep in mind is you'll you know you'll have a case on it and you yeah. don't ever really look at the back yeah that's true but i've gone and kind of gone through like katie definitely need, so here's my dilemma right now right i have my iphone is two years old, perfectly good working condition, etc. Katie's has like a success. So her phone is five years old. Okay. Um, definitely needs to be replaced. Battery is dying and stuff and everything like that. She could replace the battery, but she's, she's been knowing that, or she's known that she's going to be getting a new phone. So she's like, well, why spend the 30 bucks to get a new battery when I could just uh-huh. wait and do a trade in and stuff. Because right. uh, Apple does offer trade-ins, and it's 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 an okay value. It's not like as much as you could get selling it on eBay, but uh, you're not dealing with eBay. And so, like yeah. in, in yeah. my mind, I'd rather like okay, I'll take the fifty dollar hit and just you know send them the thing. Um, but here's my dilemma, and here's why I you know I'm like I don't want to spend the money, but at the same time, I feel like when you have a kid, that is the time that you're going to be taking a gajillion photos, right? Okay. And five years from now, 10 years from now, when I look back at those photos, I want to make sure that when I was taking whatever I was taking with was the highest quality I had available. And Katie's phone is horrible for photos. And when I see them in our our mixture of of Lily's photos, Uh I'm like, ugh, 
I just wish she had a better camera because yeah. like she doesn't always have our nice Sony camera. And that that's the point. The Sony camera is like there and easily, but, but the best camera you have is the one on you. Right. And right, you might be out right. and she's got her phone. So anyways, it's, it's a no brainer for her to get, she's just going to get the iPhone 11. Um, it's essentially the same internals, the same cameras, except for that third lens is the main difference. And so that's a huge upgrade for her. Yeah. Um, but here's the problem I have is the iPhone 10 takes okay pictures, but I can still see a pretty big difference when I'm going through my, my Sony, my nice Sony um, A6400 camera uh-huh. and the iPhone. I'm like, ah, man, that, that, if, if the lighting's perfect, the iPhone's great. Um, but it just, it's pretty grainy other times. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, that's justification for me. It's not just because I want, I mean, I do want the latest coolest thing right but at the same time it's like i don't want to be five years from now when i'm looking at photos from lately like man i really wish like i had had the the best possible camera yeah right um but then i have so the logical thing is to just get the iphone 11 and so for everybody that doesn't know i apple's releasing two new phones one is the iphone 11 and one is the iphone pro they technically have three but we'll just split it between those two yeah yeah one is seven hundred dollars the other one is $1,000, and that is the quote-unquote pro model. Um, really, the only differences are this. The pro has this third lens that is like a zoom lens that they call it, um, which may or may not be worth it. But okay, that's that's just, it's got a third lens. Yeah. It has better battery life than the normal one. Mm-hmm. Compared to mine, it has like five hours more day battery life, which is another reason right. I just want to upgrade because I'm like, right, whew, you know, that's amazing. Um, the third thing, and this is why I don't think I can go back to just the the normal 11, is it has an OLED display. <laughs> I I thought you were going to say that because that was the exact thing that would that would make me pick it. Is the OLED display, <laughs> and I and I have an iPhone 10 that has the OLED display. And people that don't know, OLED is just a, a, another method of displaying color or light on your screen. And LCDs, when you have a, a black picture, LCDs are always lit, right? So, and Kevin knows this, but w- when you're in a dark room, this is how you tell you're in a dark room and you're looking at a black picture, mm-hmm. um, you will see a glow from your screen. Well, OLED, when there's black, it just turns off the little um, LEDs. It's right. like organic LED. And so once you get used to that, it's just like, I can't go back. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, damn you, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and of course, like Katie's going to listen to this and she's just going to be like, it doesn't matter. I can't even tell a difference. And truthfully, right. when you're looking at them, like um, when you have 99% of the time, you're not seeing, you're not in a black room with the blacks and stuff. And the screen yeah. looks amazing. But yeah. it's just like knowing that in that one time when I see it and I'm like, <laughs> so I'm probably going to be spending way too much money. Um, this friday katie's gonna get a new phone i'm gonna probably get a new phone as well okay um, and i'm probably gonna get the pro because i don't think i can i don't think i can go back yeah just... <laughs> wait so is your is your current phone does it have oled on it yeah yeah i have the okay i have the iphone 10 or x as some people call it and that was the first one with oled two years okay. ago. yeah okay and so um 
but yeah, I'm I'm still rocking the seven. I it, uh, seven's a good phone. I mean, like, yeah. it, it, truthfully, I th- I don't think Katie would upgrade if she didn't have just like. I think if her bat if she replaced her battery and stuff, she would probably be fine with that phone for another two or three years. Right. You know, um, but I think she has noticed the quality of her photos versus like some of the other photos and stuff. And so I think definitely having the baby is a good excuse to spend more money <laughs> on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're already spending tons of money because you have a baby. Might as well spend right. more money to take right. pictures of a baby. And, and <laughs> it's one of those things that I, I, I feel like is the only real true legitimate reason to upgrade is like that is such a huge thing. I mean, that's why even if you watch the keynote for Apple, I mean, it was all about the cameras because that's yeah. really what the phones are so fast and so good and everything else. It's like the camera is what they need to focus on now just because right. the, everybody uses the camera. Like it's, yep. you know, yep. it's just crazy. So, um, and I, I think another thing and correct me if I get any of these facts wrong, but I think, isn't the pro like it has a lot more like video capabilities too? Like it, 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 uh, well, may- maybe both of them can shoot in 4K, but I think there's something yeah. with like the, sl- the slow, they can do like slow mo 4K or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I think it's enabled a few extra things. One of the, one of the really awesome apps that, that, um, somebody demoed and was mind blowing was, it's it's a third party video app, but they're taking and this is for like professionals, like they're taking four K sixty frames a second. Uh-huh. And they can be taking all three lenses shooting that. So imagine like a movie set when you're like, Oh, we need to zoom in on this person's face. Well, that's just right. zoom in. But if they had another camera that was taking this, but this is all from the same exact vantage point, right? Because yeah. it's it's all right there. So it's it was kind of like mind blowing. They were like switching between lenses like nobody's business and it wasn't yeah. because they're just they're using it all and stuff. So that's um, that's crazy. Yeah. Like like think about like I'm just imagining like also like a wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. They always have two cameras because one's yeah. like a wide angle and then yeah. one's like uh you know a tight. And but it's like if you had multiple lenses shooting the exact same perspective, like that's crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm right now I am um Apple's marketing department with their naming conventions I just they're, they're horrible but but the, the so you have the iPhone 11 which is like kind of their their base uh-huh model well not base model I mean they have cheaper ones they essentially sell their old ones and make them cheaper but you know iPhone 11 $700 iPhone 11 Pro which is has the third lens and the OLED screen and you know some stuff uh-huh is $1000 the iPhone and <laughs> I can't even say it. The iPhone 11 Pro Max <laughs> <laughs> is like their largest phone, right? It's six and a half inch screen and stuff. And like, I was like, Pro Max, that sounds like, I don't know, some like feminine hygiene product yeah. or something. Like, <laughs> Jesus, like, I don't know. Like, I know. It's a horrible name. It's one of those things like, and so uh, for a long time, I've been like wondering, should I go with just a larger phone? You know, my going right. f- from to the iPhone 10 was bigger and I was like, oh, it's so huge. But then I got used to it and then I was like, oh, it actually is kind of nice having right. this much screen real estate and stuff. And, right. um, you know, and then uh, like my cousin Jason has the Galaxy Note, which is less massive. It's like 
seven inch phone or something and he just absolutely loves it he's like it is amazing having this much and so i'm contemplating going that route and getting the the big one yeah but that's even more expensive you right, know that's right starts out at like 10 or eleven hundred dollars or something crazy like that and so it's like yeah and i'm like it's so funny like i hemmed and hawed over this tv stand that will last f- 50 years right <laughs> <laughs> you know yes it is just a stand but at the same uh-huh. time it can be passed on and uh, you know it, it, it's, it has it, a great story it has a great it. story yeah and then i'm like well i gotta get the new iphone like and it's like i don't even blink at a thousand dollars and i'm like what what is the like, right <laughs> the rationale there in my mind and obviously i'm trying to ration out or you know the rationality is for the cameras and stuff but at the yeah, same time yeah. it's like that is a lot of money for something that you know, I'm going to get rid of in three years. You know, mm-hmm. one of the mm-hmm. nice things with Apple products, though, is you can sell them for pretty good money. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think my iPhone 10, I could get $500 out of it when um, I sell it or when I, if I sold on eBay, you know, that's pretty good. I mean, that's a 50%. I, it was a thousand dollars when I got it. And I could get it sell for 500 now, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it's more than I would expect, right? Right. Like, right. I had an old Galaxy uh, S6 phone, and I tried to sell it like after having it for two years, and I could only get like 150 bucks out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um. So so have you picked out a color? Do you know what color you're gonna get? Because I'm looking at them right now, and so with the pros, they have gold, space gray, silver, and then midnight green which that's the new color (laughs) (laughs) so part of me was like i need to get the new color because it's a new color right right then here's two things that went through my mind i'm gonna have a case on it um you'll never see the color i'll never see the colors number one they they are making clear cases but i think i don't i don't like them i'm a real big fan of the apple leather cases they're like really thin profile Uh um so they don't add much to the phone and especially with the tan leather ones they will wear over a year and then they get that nice like dirty leather look that i really uh-huh. am into uh-huh. um and then i was so i was thinking about the green and i was like you know what? i should get the green and then all i could think of was mid-90s green cars <laughs> yeah <laughs> remember how every car was green in the yeah. 90s yeah, well, I mean, we had a green minivan yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, a green tempo. Like, green was, like, the most popular color in the 90s. Now it's been, like, right. gray for 20 years or whatever. Right. Um, and so that's really all I could think of was, like, I, I don't think I can do the the mid-90s Ford Taurus uh, green, <laughs> midnight green. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, so I think I have to be boring and just go with the, 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 the space gray, because that's kind of yeah. what, what I've had. and. I don't know. It's right. kind of one of those timeless colors, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. Okay, if you if you had to spend way too much money on a phone, um, what do you think you would get? I don't. I don't know. So I I keep on going like back and forth. Like I keep on switching. So like my previous phone, which was just a five S, I think I got a white, a white and gold one, and then. When I got the seven, I got like the matte, the like the matte black, 
I don't know if is is that what they call space gray now? Is like that? Yeah, matte, 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 matte. Apple changes what space gray means every single time they come out with. Like, okay. like you can buy a MacBook Pro that's called space gray and put it next to your space gray phone, and they're two completely different. Two colors. different colors. It's it's like for a company that cares so much about that stuff, it is so weird that that exists that they yeah, have such a yeah. variety so it could right. be black i think on one phone it was black <laughs> you know like the space right. gray was pretty black but so i don't know like i don't think i'd want another black phone and I, and and i know i know like you said you you never see it um i don't know i think i would have to go more a lighter color so probably mm-hmm. the silver yeah or maybe even the gold i yeah. don't know it, I, it you know and, and it's one of those things that you got to just kind of look at them in person because sometimes, like, I really like the way the gold yeah. looks, you know, like if you pair it with like a uh, like a particular case and stuff. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Sometimes you just need to switch it up. Yeah. And probably, you know, what I will say is yeah, definitely look at them in person because the gold seems like such a like a douchey color. Like, ooh, it's right. gold. Uh, right. But sometimes when I see it in person, I'm like, actually, that looks pretty nice. Like, you yeah, know, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely do that. Hey, uh, Kevin, before our, our next beer, I've I want to I want to throw out a proposition that I have for the show, and I want okay. to it, it, it this well this <laughs> I don't expect this to be a long topic, but who knows, okay. it very well could be a very long topic. <laughs> and and just so our listeners know, I have no idea what's about to come <laughs> out of Michael's mouth. This isn't like a rehearsed thing or a script <laughs> thing. This is, I have no idea what he's going to say. So, um, you know, I, I would definitely say podcasts are my number one form of entertainment um, that I, I do right now. And so I listen to a lot of podcasts where I used to listen to music all the time. Like podcasts have kind of filled that, you know. And right. Like, right. I'll be mowing the yard or all that type of stuff. Well, one of the things that... Um, a few different podcasts I listen to um, have done this. One is called Chord Killers. Uh, there's The Incomparable. Um, there's different sites or different podcasts that will do something similar to this. Um, right. Where they will watch a like TV series and be like, hey, we're going to be watching um, uh, uh, The Sopranos from start to finish. Okay. okay. And so it's not the entire episode. Right, that they're talking about the Sopranos. It's like they t- do the show, and then the last like ten minutes, they'll talk about episode three of season four of the Sopranos. Right, gotcha. but it, it, it gotcha. will be however long Sopranos is, eight seasons. It'll take them that many episodes to do that. So, I was thinking when I was re-listening to our um, episode um, with uh, our friend Brent and my wife Katie, when I was I was doing that edit, um, you were mentioning that you've never seen any of the Marvel movies outside of Iron Man 1. Right. Yep, that is correct. So here's my proposition. Is okay. I was reading a website that says, because of course you have to reorder stuff, right? You, you don't watch anything in the order that it came out chronologically. Yeah. You have right, to watch right. it in the special order. Um, but somebody, this, this website, The Traveler, TV Traveler, has a best order to watch the marvel movies in so what i am i am proposing that we okay. watch every single marvel movie okay and finish. which you've seen every single one correct? Uh, yeah actually i th- think i have like some okay. of them i've seen on a plane and fallen asleep right and stuff right and right so. but yeah 
And it, but what's funny is I've seen them, but I haven't seen Iron Man two in ten years, right? right. Or yeah. <laughs> um, but um, and 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 why I was thinking about this was I don't think they're all great movies. I mean, there's definitely like Marvel people that are like these are the best things to ever happen, uh-huh. right? Why yeah. I think they're they, one. I think it'd be fun to talk about um, going over these things. Um, it'd be fun to like go back and be like, oh man, like I don't remember this movie at all. Like, and like, uh-huh. and it, th- it was such a cultural thing that happened during our time, like this huge coming together of things. I think it could be just a, f- a fun exercise. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. What are your thoughts? So, 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 so we'll y- watch one a week. Right. And we'll discuss it for okay a little bit you know it's not going to take up the whole episode but it'll be yeah you know yeah. the marvel minute <laughs> okay <laughs> you know what i like that because that actually gives me a reason to like watch them yeah you know well i mean so like when we were talking i was just you know i was just like oh well maybe the this winter i'll i'll watch them or something but i mean there is 40 50 whatever x amount of hours of these movies so i think that yeah. that would be good because it would it, it would force me to be like oh i haven't watched uh ant-man this week i i gotta make sure i watch it you know because <laughs> like, we're gonna have to talk about it on yeah the show. we, we gotta talk about it and i can't sound like uh like oh yeah he turned into an ant that was crazy <laughs> you know so yeah i like that idea yeah. because i i kind of feel like i'm missing out like I so I don't deny that those that series like the overarching thing is amazing. Like I I don't deny that. It's just one of those things where I just never like when the movies would come out, I never got like excited to go see them. Mm-hmm. And then so after a while, I'm just like, oh, it's just uh, another superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And so I think by me like this this watching of them, um, I think I'll get it. Yeah. Like I'll get what everybody else already already un- un- knows how amazing it is, yeah. and I'm sure by the time I get to the very last one, I'll be shatting my pants <laughs> just like how everybody else was when, yeah, you know, I I yeah. So yeah, I like that idea. Cool. Well, and let's let's go through the list. <laughs> there are, well, they have 23 movies. Um, I Ooh. so. So that'd be 23 episodes. So we're, this is episode 34. So yeah. like, so that's 2020 at yeah, that point. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so here's, what's interesting is Marvel itself has talked about different phases. Like this is phase one of these movies, phase two. And, okay. and I, I don't know what the, the differences are. I think phase one was like the first three movies. And then phase two was like the next six and stuff. Because again, when they came out with like Thor, Thor was like an also ran character. Even Iron Man was an also ran character because Marvel didn't own any of their good characters. They didn't own X Men for movies. They didn't yeah. own X Men. They didn't right. own Spider Man. You know, they, they sold all that stuff because they needed money in the nineties. You know, right. <laughs> so so all they had left was the Avengers, which was like not a beloved comic. I mean, maybe for a few people, they didn't have Fantastic Four, right? Yeah. And uh-huh. now it's funny because all these characters that were like also rans in the comic book world sorry uh avengers fans um are like the biggest characters ever right like i mean kids are dressing up as thor and iron man more than they are you know fantastic four or you know anything like that but um 
Yeah, there's 23 movies. Now, here's where, okay, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the latest movie. It's called Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. Yes, it takes place after the last Avengers movie, um, Endgame. But I kind of feel like that Avengers Endgame was the end of what they were building up from the first Iron Man. Yes, I know Spider-Man Far From Home, like, picks up. Like, and it's kicking off the next stuff. But I also don't, mm. like, I think, truthfully, like, I'll probably watch Spider-Man Far From Home, but I, I don't feel like we need to add it onto our list. But yeah. how about how about this? We will say that we are going to watch one uh, the first 22 movies <laughs> for right now, ending with Avengers Endgame. And okay. then we can reassess. And maybe we'll be like, right. yeah, let's, let's keep watching the next. Because th- that's going to be 22 weeks from now. You know, when we finish that. <laughs> Jesus. That's crazy. That's a lot of movies. So That's a lot of movies. Yeah. So, like, we'll just run through the, the list here. This is the order that this site recommends. And they, they do it um, chronologically in the timeline of the movies, uh, not chronologically of when they came out. So it starts with Captain America, the first Avenger, which takes place in the 40s. Um, then Captain Marvel, which just came out, takes place in the 90s or 80s or 90s. Okay. Then you jump to Iron Man, which is the first movie that kicked off everything. Then right. I, then Iron Man two, The Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I love that in parentheses it says you can skip this one. It's the weakest of our movies. I don't think we should skip anything. Like even if it's weak, no, no. Like it was a yeah. part of Marvel's. Like this is in this universe. Yeah, they dropped Ed Norton and then got um um oh shoot I can't remember his name, but like it's it's part of it. So and then next up was Thor. And then you have the Avengers movie, the the first Avengers movie, followed by Iron Man 3, the Thor sequel, The Dark World, which is hilarious because, like, everybody hated Thor The Dark World, and it kind of was forgotten. And then in the the Avengers Endgame, they kind of, like, have to recap what happened in Thor The Dark World because nobody could remember it. (laughs) So it was really funny because it was just, like, this meta joke of, like, hey, remember this movie that nobody liked? It's going to be a really big important plot line in our biggest movie ever <laughs> like it was really funny yeah um, so then you follow up with captain america the winter soldier the first guardians of the galaxy movie the second guardians of the galaxy movie the second avengers film called age of ultron followed by ant-man followed by doctor strange and then you have captain america civil war and then you have spider-man homecoming and then you have thor ragnarok then the black panther movie then avengers infinity war and in between, you have Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. And then we'll finish tentatively right now with Avengers Endgame. So I feel like that's a big undertaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not really. I mean, it's it's, it's right. two hours once a week. It'll right. be five bucks to rent. Or, you know, if there's a red box, you can get it cheaper and right. stuff. Right. But yeah, it'll just be our homework for each week to, to watch. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We'll just have to, we'll just have to come up with, uh, uh, k- kind of like similar, not like generic questions, but kind of so we're 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 talking along yeah. the same lines yeah, of yeah. like like what part did you you know really like of the movie? What did you not like? So that way, when you're watching it, you can kind of be on the lookout for like that that like to answer that that type of question. Yeah, yeah, definitely. While Kevin and I were getting our beers ready, he had mentioned. The Yeti bottle opener. And listeners, I think you need to be aware of the Yeti bottle opener. Yeah. 
It is the brick bottle opener. They have smaller ones, it looks like. They have a bottle yeah. key. But uh, staying true to the Yeti brand of we make very nice things. I will say they're really nice, but they also make them extremely expensive. Um, it is $50 for the brick bottle opener by Yeti. And it does look like a brick. You can tell that it's like it's got some girth to it. Um, yeah. So, listeners help some brothers out and buy us the brick bottle opener. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kevin, what's your next beer? So my next beer tonight is Shipyard Brewing, which I didn't look where they're out of, you know? Mm-mm. So Shipyard Brewing and it's Pumpkinhead. Uh, uh, Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine, which that makes sense. But uh, it's it, it's uh, four point five percent ABV, which uh, my last one was a, a niner. So it's I'm I'm glad I'm stepping down a little bit. Um, but on the the bottle, that's um, uh, what's the I can't th- I can't think of the, uh, the was it Ica- Ichabod Crane. Ica- yeah, Ichabod Crane. The he rides a horse. He has a pumpkin for a head. He causes terror in the lands. Anyways, that's that's their their uh, what they're going for with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I also am drinking Shipyard <laughs> uh, Pumpkin uh, Head. Okay. Uh, I'm not really digging it. I. You, you know what? That's that was my first impression with it. Like, and I was just like, well, maybe because I'm switching from this Imperial, but. I don't know. It's just it feels like it's lacking. Yeah, it, it, you know, it feels like one of those. Um, it, well, it's a weed ale, and I, I feel like they made a weed ale and then they just added some pumpkin to it, right? Like it, it but not in a good way. Not where it just like it, it complements the yeah. flavor. Yeah, and, and so I, it, it, it's just kind of it's muddying the flavor too much. I feel like. Yeah, I I agree. I feel exactly like you were saying. It was just like kind of they were like, let's just throw some pumpkin in. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're brewing this big batch of weed ale, and they're like, you know what? This needs some pumpkin. (laughs) Yeah, they're just like, they're like Steve just dropped three pumpkins into the vat, and they're like, oh shit! We're like, no, just leave it. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Kevin. So, tell us about this epic journey that you just went on and again i think we're going to break this up into a, a multi-part series the, the yeah the, the podcast first yeah multi-part series of are you ready another this will be part one so kick that's us off. that's right that's right so some might call it epic i would stretch it to even say it was legendary oh shit yeah <laughs> So let me let me just give you some some stats that I came up with with this trip. <laughs> okay. So we were gone for nine days. Now two of those are travel days, so the trip spanned uh, seven days. Um, we traveled between three different states. We were in Nevada, Arizona, and Utah. We spent most of our time in Utah, though. We stayed in six different hotels. So we visited four different national parks. It was Grand Canyon National Park, Zion National Park, Arches National Park, and Bryce National Park. We boated 25 nautical miles. And this this one, it, it what? <laughs> That's the show title. We boated 25 nautical miles. <laughs> 
and this one even caught me by surprise when uh, when we finally turned in our rental car. We drove sixteen hundred miles during this trip. Nice. And yeah, I'm I'm hearing the epicness of this journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, part of me is also sounding like it was absolutely miserable. <laughs> Just because uh, it's like six different hotels, like you're just like right. literally living out of your bag, you know, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It 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 was very challenging mentally and physically. Um, there was no major like so there was five adults and two children and there was no major like meltdowns or breakdowns or anything like that. But towards the end of the trip, you could tell everybody was being worn pretty thin because it was literally like we would go. We would just go for like 12 hours straight. Like, I mean, it was I'm just like your shit. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like a freaking marathon. Um, but reflecting back on it now, like I'm glad we did all of the stuff we did. However, if I would do it again, I would probably do half of that stuff because it's just. Um, it's cool to see all of that different stuff, but at the same time, like, um, I feel like you're just so focused on getting to like your next point or your next destination that you don't like have really much time to soak it all in. Mm -hmm. Um, so I rather spend more time at one place than like try to hit all of these different places, you know, in mm -hmm. this trip. Yeah, that makes sense. So. So anyways, so we we flew out of Columbus uh, last Friday um, and it was uh, an evening flight. So we got into Las Vegas uh, about I think it was like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. Um, and it's pretty funny because I don't typically drink on planes uh, because, you know, like the drinks are like eight, nine bucks. Um but I was just like, you know, it's the beginning of a vacation. Like, I was just like feeling good. <laughs> and, you know, I was just like, I, I, let me see what they have. And so they had Lagunitas. <laughs> and so I ordered a Lagunitas and uh, I was drinking it on the plane. So I thought that Were was kind of like cool. you next to the people. You're like, this is how you pronounce this. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, I will have a Lagunitas, please. Um but anyways, so it was cool. So drinking on the plane always makes you feel good. So we got we get into Vegas, and we essentially pick up our rental car and go right to our hotel because mm -hmm. the trip doesn't start until the next day. So that's what we do. We stay in this hotel right by the airport. <clears throat> it's it's an airport hotel. It's everything what you would expect from it. There's there's no frills, no nothing. It's it's very just standard. Um, so we pick up our rental car, which our rental car ended up being a GMC Yukon XL, yeah, which is a giant seven-passenger <laughs> SUV. <laughs> um, so it was it was interesting because I don't think I've ever driven uh, something that big, but it was weird because by the time we got to the end of the trip. Um, and kind of back home driving my Nissan Rogue. The Nissan Rogue <laughs> felt like a sports car in comparison to this giant SUV. So your dad used to drive what? Was it the Expedition? The the Ford Expedition? The, yeah, it was the Expedition. That was was that their largest you know, outside of their F three fifty, but the, their largest uh SUV vehicle? So 
so it's their largest now, but at the time that my dad got it, he got there was an, the excursion, oh, which was even bigger <laughs> than the expedition. Did he? Ha- um, did, did he have that, or he only ever had the expedition? He only ever had the expedition. Oh, okay, I, I, but I'm I just mean, wondering, ex- like, what what do you think size wise um, this Yukon compared to? Was it similar to your dad's expedition? So it was it was bigger than my dad's expedition, and this is how it was bigger: is it probably had two foot more cargo space behind the third row than what my dad's expedition had. Mm. Um, so this this car was long. Um, I, I I don't know what the stats on it, but I I would guarantee it was probably at least twenty feet long, something like that. <laughs> but you know what? It wasn't that intimidating to drive and this is why i say this is it's a it was a brand new 2019 uh yukon xl so it had the giant screen Mm -hmm. with the backup camera it had parking sensors out the wazoo so if you were getting too close to something it would let you know so like you you felt like you were in control yeah they made it easy yeah 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 So the the next day starts and our our journey in this first leg and I just I I looked up the um the mileage here. So our journey is 280 miles to our destination. Mm-hmm. So we are driving from Las Vegas to the north rim of the Grand Canyon and the north rim of the Grand Canyon actually has a lodge that sits there right on mm-hmm. on the the Grand Canyon um and it's it's the only one in the park that where you can actually stay in the park and 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 uh be right there at the Grand Canyon so we take off i'm driving um and the first thing we do is we swing by a Trader Joe's because we need to stock up on supplies and like we get like chips and just like just tons of stuff we can have in the car because you know people are going to get hungry at different times and we you know we don't mm-hmm. we we have 280 miles to our destination we don't want to to be stopping a bunch of times and how old are the children um right now so they are 6 and going uh going on 3 mm-hmm. so what that was a concern of if the children could handle that much car time. But you know what? My mother-in-law bought a DVD player in the six-year-old. She was content watching Disney movie after Disney movie <laughs> after Disney. She literally did not want to get out of the car at some point because <laughs> the movies would stop. I, I, I will interject here. Um, just with a little anecdote is with Lily, there's no real science to back this up yet just because there's not enough data, but, but there's this kind of thing people are doing like no screens before two, like, Hey, we don't want them like, you know, seeing And I don't think it's really because, Oh, it's bad for their eyes or anything. I think it's more just like you want the kid to experience the world naturally. Yeah. Right. Well, right. (laughs) I got to tell you, man, Sometimes, like, I'll have Lily positioned some way, and she'll hear, like, the TV say something, and she will just, like, arch her neck, 
and like she'll be super crying and stuff but the second she sees something on the screen she's like oh and i'm like i completely understand parents yeah. that are just like here here's an ipad right <laughs> entertain right. yourself for six hours yeah <laughs> so, exactly <laughs> completely see that <laughs> but anyway so you got you got this massive vehicle i'm looking at the yukon versus the yukon xl and it is kind of comical how the Yukon in this picture looks like a um, a, a typical big SUV, right? And then right, the Yukon like XL, a, an Explorer, yeah, like a Ford Explorer, exactly. Or something like and then that. Yukon XL just like makes it into a hearse that just extends yeah. the back, <laughs> right, right, yeah, by like four feet. <laughs> freaking massive! <laughs> That's awesome. So okay, continue. So we take off in in, in this Yukon XL, which I. It was, it was a, it ended up being like a great vehicle. It had everything. It had freaking air conditioned seats, which I've never actually experienced what that was like. But I tell you what, when you're out in the desert and it's like 103 <laughs> degrees, having those, that air conditioned seat mm-hmm. is amazing, especially on leather seats. Um, you know, I had Apple CarPlay, like we were able to play, you know, uh, have the directions, but also have like Spotify mm-hmm. playing and everything. So we take off. And so at this point, we are debating on whether or not we want to just go as fast as we can to the North Rim or if we want to actually cut through Zion National Park. And the decision ended up being that hey let's just cut through because you can you have to pay to get into the park but you can you can uh, cut through it and it wouldn't really take out much time Mm -hmm. so we end up um stopping uh along the way and we kind of gassed up the car um just to top it off it and it's funny because i actually pulled out the owner's manual um in the car had a 31 gallon fuel tank in it so even though i was only getting like 15 miles a gallon (laughs) the range on it was still like 500 and some you know it was the range was way bigger than than Uh what we would ever need um so filled up we actually get to zion and so then zion it's like do we want to just go through it or do we want to like stop and there's like a like a tour area that can that you know apparently it's like an area that you can't drive that the the tour bus will, mm-hmm. will take you through so we decide to just kind of keep going and there's all of the, like during this this time through Zion there's all these pull pullouts that you can just like pull over and and stop and look around and so um I start heading up into the park and immediately it's big time elevation change and so i'm driving this massive suv up these mountains and you know there's like these switchbacks and it was just it was just crazy of like just how the road just like snakes up through the mountain the way it does Mm -hmm. so we we end up stopping in zion and and kind of soaking in the scenery a little bit and uh, we have like lunch in the car and look around. And so we get to the top after we have lunch, we get to the top and there's like this park ranger there and she stops us. And the reason why she stopped us is there is a tunnel that cuts through the mountain and they only let cars go in one direction at a time. So they stopped traffic on one side to let the other side go and vice versa. 
And even though the tunnel, the tunnel isn't a one lane tunnel. There is two, two lanes there. But those people that imagine a tunnel, you're probably imagining a tunnel that's on an interstate and it's this beautiful, like, you know, well lit tunnel. This tunnel had no lights in it whatsoever. <laughs> our our headlights were the only lights illuminating this tunnel. So I could see why they don't let traffic come in, in both directions, just because the, the probably the amount of traffic that comes through there, but also, you know, have you have big tour buses and, uh-huh. and all kinds of stuff. So we sit there for like five, ten minutes, something like that, and they finally let us go. So I'm driving through this tunnel. And it's just this very unique experience of like you're just in pitch black and all you can see is the, you know, the the headlights that are illuminating in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then as I round round the bend, I see the light and all I could think of was the frickin uh cracker song of I see the light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel. And that's what I was thinking of. And uh, so anyways, we get we get out onto the other side. And uh, at that point, I had probably been driving. I'm going to say, I don't know, like my my timing is so like all over the place. But I'm going to say it was probably a good five hours of driving now, because like whatever you see on Google Maps, it, it was like so right now on Google Maps, it says it'll take five hours and 17 minutes to drive that. But that was never the case because we would stop and look around constantly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So a five-hour drive really was like a seven-hour drive. So at that point, I was just like, um, you know, I, I asked Matt. I said, Matt, do you want to take over? And he said he said something like, ah, oh, you, you, you actually want to look around a little bit? And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, I kind of do. Because, you know, you're trying not to like mm-hmm. – you you're looking around, but you also don't want to like uh, – uh, you know, like be too like, you know, star eyed out the window and not pay attention to what you're doing, especially on some of these roads that we were on. So we end up switching and um, in the middle of Zion Park, we end up switching. And then so we continue our journey on to the north rim of the Grand Canyon um, from Zion. And so Matt's driving at that point. And it was really cool because the so the for for those who don't know the north rim is actually not opened in the winter time and i didn't really understand that until we actually came through it the elevation up there is like eight thousand feet so during the winter time it's actually completely covered in snow Mm -hmm. and everything so um as we were coming up through out of the desert we enter like it's it it's crazy how the um the landscape just changes it's just like you're in the desert and then like you go a couple miles and then hey it's evergreen trees and so at the north rim you're in a forest you really are and we actually saw remnants of uh, forest fires of like burnt trees and everything um so we get to the north rim it's about six o'clock at night and and for those who have not been following along this is still the first day (laughs) That we're doing this trip. So we get there six o'clock at night. We get to the North Rim and the North Rim has all these like little cute like log cabins like scattered around this lodge. And these log cabins are green roofs and 
you know, painted brown logs. Yeah. It just reminded me of like, that's a Lincoln log cabin right there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so there's a restaurant inside the, the lodge and we, we have dinner there. And this restaurant has these panoramic windows of the Grand Canyon and it's just sunset. So we have dinner and then we step outside and that's kind of the real first moment that I get to soak in the Grand Canyon for the first time. And, uh, you know, I sent my dad a text message about halfway through the trip and I, uh, the text message said something like no words or pictures could ever do this justice. And I firmly believe that like, I could try to describe to you what it's like. I could try to show you pictures of what it's like. But until you stand there and soak it in with your own eyes, you'll never understand what 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 that's like. And it was really cool because the sun was setting and there was a guy, just this random guy. I have no idea if he was a tourist or if he was like a local, but he was playing a Native American flute like as the sun was setting. And so like we're watching the sunset over the Grand Canyon and we're like hearing this Native American flute. And it, it was just such a, it was such a like surreal experience. And not to mention one observation that I had is how quiet it is. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's just so quiet. Like, even though you hear people talking around you, it's just the serenity of it is just like no other I've ever experienced in my life. And then we get to, um, you know, we, we get to experience the sunset and stuff. But this is where the where the real magic happens is after the sun sets, they have all these chairs and the chairs are, are arced at an angle where when you sit in the chair, you are staring up at the sky. And the reason why that's like that is because the amount of stars that you can see at the Grand Canyon, I think they said it's like something like 2,500 stars or something like that. So the night sky, and we were so lucky to actually have a clear night that night, but it was like, it was like just... If you could imagine pictures of like you see pictures of like the night sky and you see the Milky Way and you see just I mean, they just goes on and on forever. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we were doing. We were sitting at the Grand Canyon, looking up at the stars, and it just makes you realize like, I don't know how small you are, how insignificant, you know, your problems are, how all of this will be here way after you're gone. Like it just, it puts a, a different perspective yeah. on life. I feel. And, and I feel like when you're in moments like that, it's like, it's really easy to see why people want to preserve nature like that. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, Teddy Roosevelt became the person, the president that like spearheaded the idea of national parks and stuff because of places like the grand canyon right you know if capitalism yeah. had its way 
you would never see those stars anymore because there would be so many people attending and they would like put hotels across the thing and you know and everything and right stuff. And so <laughs> it's like it, it's like moments like that when you really get to appreciate like just the majestic world that's out there that it still exists you know yeah it's, it's kind of mind-blowing yeah. i had i had heard this quote recently i i believe it was um in one of the podcasts i listened to but it I'm not I'm not going to be able to say it word for word, but it was something like start looking at the world in front of you and not the world that's in your head. And I thought that was so like that that just really struck a chord because like you you build things up in your head or you create these scenarios that are not real. And it was just like just start looking at what's exactly in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's kind of how I imagine like you know i i need to start being in the future is just like yeah you worry about stuff and and you stress about stuff but just stop and just like look what is is exactly in front of you Mm -hmm. and and so anyways so we head to bed that night and we had like i said we have these like little lincoln log cabins and we did have um there was showers in them but they were very they're probably um, like you know they're they're you we had the windows open with, you know there there wasn't any AC it was just it was very rustic type of experience but it wasn't like so much so where it was like miserable like both Melissa and I like slept that night um, so we wake up the next morning and this is when our journey continues and so it's. It's what I call like the the second leg of the journey. Mm-hmm. And that is we are going from the north rim of the Grand Canyon, which is actually in Arizona, uh, to Lake Powell uh, up in Utah. And Lake Powell is another. Um, so you have Lake Mead uh, where the Hoover Dam is and, and they they dammed up the the Colorado River. Um, but Lake Powell is also another point in the Colorado River where they dammed it up. And so it's actually, which I think this is pretty amazing, Lake Powell has more coastline, you know, all the little inlets and stuff, than the entire United States from Washington all the way down to the bottom of California. That's how much coastline Lake Powell has. So we start on our journey. And this is the shortest leg of our journey. It's it's only 124 miles to Lake Powell. And so Google Maps is saying two hours, 23 minutes. But of course, it takes us much longer than that um, because we, you know, we stop along the way. We, you know, take in the sights and everything. So we finally get to to Lake Powell. The, the journey was was pretty uneventful there was there was a a couple um really cool spots that we pulled just like oh what's that and we would like pull off on the side of the road um so we get to lake powell and lake powell has this um like marina resort area and so we're going to be there for two nights and um we get there and uh you know that this resort area has like a pool and and uh um like a restaurant and like all of these things. And so we're trying to decide, you know, what are we going to do with, with our, our time here in Lake Powell? We got to take a break from talking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh man. (laughs) 
Okay, so so it's the next morning in Lake Powell, and they have like boat tours that you can get on, and they'll take you around the the lake and show you all kinds of cool like canyons that you can go back in the lake and everything. And so we were trying to figure out like how we can get a boat tour, and then so we figured out that the boat tour was sold out or something like that. And so then they offered private tours. And so we were trying to figure out how that worked. But unfortunately, with the private tours, the captains could only um, only have six people at a time. Like, that was the rule. We could only have six. We had seven. And But you could also have a captain for rent. But you would have to rent a boat, drive it over to the marina, and then the captain would jump on the boat. And then take you around to all the spots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there was all this back and forth. And and Matt actually falls in that um, he wasn't grandfathered in with the rule in Ohio. Um, and to be honest with you, he probably could have got a, got away even if he wasn't like a, a boating license. Yeah, yeah. So, so here in Ohio, it's like, I think after 81 or something, like you have to take a course to get like your boat. Or yeah. I think it started in 82 because I know Craig and I are grandfathered in that. W- okay. And essentially what it means, everybody that doesn't live in Ohio is people born before and whatever the date is, it might be January 1st, 1982. Anyone before born before that does not need a quote unquote captain boating license to be able to, yeah. to ride a boat operate a boat so so yeah. craig and i can be up on buckeye lake all we want doing all the dumb <laughs> shit and with no training whatsoever <laughs> no training so um so matt actually you know he wasn't grandfathered in so he took that training course and he's just like well i think we should just rent a boat and so obviously the the mother of the two children and and the mother-in-law was kind of worried about this experience because it's not that they didn't trust like our ability or our comprehension it's just they were they were just running the what ifs you know it's like we're all on this boat we're on this lake what if something happens what if we break down what if we wreck what if you know what all this stuff so we finally managed to convince them that you know let's just do it and, you know, we if it you know, if people are uncomfortable, we'll just come right back or, you know, something like that. So we rent this pontoon boat and this pontoon boat was a rental boat. And so it was very well used, um, but it was it was perfect for what what we were after. So the we rent this pontoon boat for four hours. And uh, it's funny because like Matt was supposed to have training um you know in in this boat and after like he you know he came back he was just like well he's like that was more ceremonial than actual training (laughs) i was just like what the guy say like this is forward this is reverse (laughs) you know and so um we all pile into this pontoon boat and we spent the entire day out there on lake pal and it was really cool because some of these canyons that you can go back into um, you know, just imagine canyon walls on both sides of you, and you're just kind of snaking down this this uh, waterway as you're working through it. Um, and so everybody got to drive the boat at um, at some point. Um, it was a lot of fun. But it one thing, one observation that I had was there is like a 
ton of houseboats on this lake. And there are what I would even call house yachts on this lake. And it's funny because all of these boats are shaped the same. They're just like this giant rectangle. And so you just like, you know, you're going along and you just see this like giant like houseboat with like a slide coming out from under it. And uh, so we uh, we uh, stopped the boat at one point and I, I jumped in the lake and it felt really good. But the lake's like super deep. I think it's like 200 feet or something. Um, so I just like swam around and like got back in the, in the boat, but so there was no issues there ended up being a a great time. Like, I think it'll be a highlight on everybody's memory list. You know, we, we got the boat back safe. Everybody was happy. Everybody was safe. Um, and then later that night, we just kind of went back to our resort and then, um, uh, had dinner and then and then went to bed and then our next leg of the journey was ready to begin and oh oh wow that was uh that was probably the most memorable leg is is our third leg Ooh. of our, our four leg journey Te- so. teasing the listeners <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll save that for the next time nice all right well kevin with that in mind i hope you have uh the perfect song to go with this uh, you know what I do, and there was there was a point in the it was actually right before we got to the north rim, and we were driving along, and Matt or let me think, Matt was driving, and I was in the passenger seat, and we're driving along this road that is as straight as you can see, like just completely straight as far as far as the eye could see, and I told Matt I said, you know what we need in this particular moment right there. Because I'm all about, like, taking advantage of the moments and, like, complimenting them with, like, the perfect song or the, or the perfect, like, you know, story or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, w- you know, what do you got? And I said, this is the song we need for this particular moment in time. And so I queued up my Spotify and I played America Horse With No Name.
right, Kevin. You ready for another?